0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode number six of the Recruitment Website Show. With me, Mark Wilkinson, and with me, Keith Devon. How are you today, Mark? I am very well. I have been attempting to uh, write a blog post this morning, which is always difficult for me. So um, it's um, it's been an interesting morning, but yeah, not so bad. What about yourself? Good.
1: Yeah, pretty good. Um, nothing exciting to report, really. Lots of kind of maintenance type work at the minute, uh, for me. Yep. Um, but actually, no, we've good. got, we do have a build. We're, we are building a, building a website. I'm finishing off the designs for one. So it's coming, getting close now, hopefully launching that in the next week or two. So excited,
0: excited yeah, to yeah. get that one, get that one finished. And it's a recruitment website, which is interesting. It's a recruitment website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. um So on to today's topic. Um, we are going to be talking today about, do you own your own recruitment website? Something which I think is super important yeah, and has raised its head one or two times over the last few weeks on conversations that I've seen on LinkedIn and also on a few webinars and videos and things that have come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a quite an important topic to, to look at. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. So sort of split this into a few headings just to give you an overview of what the topic of conversation is going to be. Um, what do we mean by, by ownership? Uh, what What's the sort of definition of that? Different parts of owning different things? What are the dangers of not owning your recruitment website? And finishing up with some of the many benefits of using open source software uh, and how that may be able to help you. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, so, before we just start, if you're new here, then thank you very much for joining us. We are live on the LinkedIn and YouTube, and this also goes out as a podcast as well on the RecruitmentWebsiteShow.com, I think it is, I'll have to check. Thanks a while since I visited it. Yeah. And- so if you want to listen to it as a podcast, if you are listening to it not live as a podcast, then thank you very much. Um, if you are listening to us live here on LinkedIn or YouTube, say hello in the chat. It would be really nice to, to get a comment from you to see where you are. And if you have any questions, then please let us know. There we go. Please pop the uh, link to the website on the screen. Yeah, questions are always good. Love taking questions. So please let us know if you've got any questions. And do consider subscribing if you're on uh, on uh, uh, YouTube. Um, it would be good to to get you as a subscriber. So what yeah. do we mean, Keith, by website ownership? Let us know. I think,
1: I think it's good to give a bit of kind of background context to this because okay. I think this is something that you and I have always sort of taken for granted because we come from uh, what you might call an open source world. So o- open source, I don't want to go too deep into the definition probably because I'd get it wrong, but it's basically like free so- software that's built in the open and you can do what you want with it like es- essentially like nobody nobody owns it anyone can work on it work with it redistribute it all that all that kind of stuff so because we've worked with wordpress we've been involved in this kind of open source world for you know all of our career so far and whenever we started moving into recruitment we noticed that there were a lot of uh, recruitment website providers uh, on you know closed source or proprietary platforms so I guess we're talking about you know things like volcanic and recruiter web and you know there, there's there's loads of them and like I'm, nearly all of them by by kind of definition are kind of these closed platforms so it suddenly became kind of uh, almost like a point of differentiation for us that we were, different to that and i guess it was a bit of there's been a bit of soul searching for us is like do we want to create a platform that like volcanic which is kind of closed and you sign up to it and you pay your monthly fee and you you know you get what you're given or do we want to kind of embrace the open source nature of wordpress and keep it free and it was kind of answered for us by a prospective clients because like people kept coming to us saying things like I'm on Volcanic, um, I want to do X and I can't, or I'm all Vol- Volcanic, they have put the price up and I don't want to pay that price anymore. Or I'm, I'm on, you. Know, I'm not, I don't want to pick on Volcanic all day, but I'm on one of these platforms and I want to yeah, add a new feature or whatever, or the support's terrible and I want to get away from them. And it's like, it suddenly raises the question of who owns your website? Like, do you actually own it? What happens if you don't pay your next monthly bill with one of these platforms is, is it all gone? You know, is, is your website gone? Is the, do they own the design? Do they effectively own the content because it's very difficult to extract with no export like functionality. So it's this concept of like, what about your website do you actually own? And like, how important is that to a business? And I would argue, it's not important until something goes wrong with that provider. Yeah, and sure. then it's very important, <laughs> uh, sure. because if you own the website, like if you're on an open source platform, you've got options, you know, you can switch host or you can switch developer or you can add a feature or, you you know, suddenly all, you've got all these options. And whereas if you're
0: on a closed platform and you don't own the website, yeah, then it's, I would, a, it's a difficult situation for a lot of businesses. I was listening to a webinar, I think it was last week or the week before, and um, it was the, the host or the, the guest on the webinar was a, was a, someone from one of these proprietary platforms. Um, very popular, Do do lots of websites. And they made a really good point on the show and they were saying, you know, lots of people focus their efforts on LinkedIn, for example. But what you yeah. really want to be doing is focusing your efforts on your website and providing really excellent content on your website, and then using LinkedIn and Twitter or other f- platforms to push content back to your website. Because you know LinkedIn might not be around forever, y- mm-hmm. your audience might disappear, etc., etc. I thought that was a, that was an excellent point, but it kind of it kind of shot itself in the foot in that the website that they're pushing this stuff to is in the same position almost because yeah. they don't really own the website; they're just kind of. Renting it yeah. for a period of time—that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's a really great point, but was a little bit flawed in in the methodology that they were using. So um, it's definitely something that you need to think about. I think as a as a website owner, not just a recruitment website owner. I guess.
1: Yeah, and there's lots like there's lots of businesses, you know, that have I think you've mentioned before, like they've they've built their business on Facebook, for example. You know, they've built yeah. up their following. They've like, you know, they know how to use it. They're getting a lot of traction, a lot of engagement um, and everything they do is kind of monetized through that platform. And then Facebook goes and like changes their algorithm and say, we're, we're going to, we're not going to promote, I can't remember what it was. There was a mega change. I, I haven't used Facebook in about seven, six, seven years, yeah. but there was a mega change with Facebook once. And it was like demoting pages or like company pages in preference of like actual people or something yeah. and like some businesses just well went out of business business practically overnight because their whole their whole operation was built around this this platform. And and yeah, and I I think I think more people are becoming wise for that now. And it's same with like Twitter, you know, a lot of a lot of the recent stuff with Twitter has kind of made people think, well, I've I've invested so much into like building Twitter audiences and things, and actually should I be building like an email list instead that I own?
0: Or yeah. should I be, you know? Yeah, it's a good point. I think. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm on Instagram. I just follow like golfing stuff. I play golf and I tend to do that. And there was someone on there the other week and they were um I can't remember why, and I don't actually think they know why, but they had like a massive following on Instagram, like hundreds of thousands of people on there, and their yeah. account got banned. For yeah. for a reason that they can't understand. They they haven't really told them why, and they just lost essentially lost all of that, that following, you know, yep. um, and that, that was almost their business. That was the, that was their brand. That was their following so that they got, you know, advertisement money from that and things like that. And it just seems, you know, with that, with that, you need to take more control over that I think rather than relying yeah. on someone else to do it for you and to be, do it right almost, yeah. which is, you know, something and to I mean, think and about. I
1: mean, and I guess like bring it back kind of closer to, the recruitment industry, it's like, it's like blogging on LinkedIn rather than blogging on your own website. So, so LinkedIn lets you like post articles and things and that's great. And obviously they probably boost those over other types of content because they want to keep you on the platform, but you've got to be wary of the fact that like if they ever change that system, that's all gone. Whereas if you'd, if you'd been blogging on your own website and building up some of that kind of uh, you know, Google authority, um, and getting some getting eyeballs on the website itself, like LinkedIn can do whatever it wants, and and you still got this evergreen content. Like it doesn't go away. It doesn't rely on LinkedIn's algorithm. Yes, it relies on Google's algorithm to an extent, but you can still send people to those articles from other places. And you just, yeah. Again, Definitely. it's just all about it's all about ownership of content. And I think it really is coming into yeah. kind of focus these days um, a lot more than so, it so- used to.
0: So, content is obviously one of the things that you can own. So, a yeah. website is made up of several components, and content is one of those things. Mm. Um, so, if you've got you know a history of you know seven or eight years of blog posts sat on a proprietary platform, you don't want to be losing that content. Now, there are there are ways of of, of getting that content. Um, you, you might store a local copy on Google Docs, for example, or, or whatever system you use. There's ways of getting around that. You'd still have to sort of write it again, should you ever moved in terms of like inputting it in. Some of these platforms will provide a form of export depending on what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so that's something to think about. Um, so what are the other components of ownership? Um, I guess the code, like your website, the code of your website, if, if, if the, if the system was turned off tomorrow, how do you get it back up online? You know, the code is part of what powers your website Can you you recreate that somewhere else? Probably not if it's on one of these uh, systems. Um, And then we've got obviously hosting. So your website sits on a a computer server somewhere uh, and is served to visitors through that hosting platform. And as Keith mentioned at the start, with open source, you're free to choose whichever hosting you want uh, based on what features it offers and speed and all sorts of other things. Whereas you you tend to not be able to with the uh, website systems, and the last one is a real bugbear of mine, like the <laughs> the most important in many ways, and that is your domain name. So you must must have control of your domain name, your your website domain name. So we're Highrise dot that's our website, so therefore that's our domain, and you must have control of that. Don't leave that to someone else. Someone else has purchased it for you. And you don't have access to change it, you must own that. That's that's your yeah. you know your your crucial part. At least you can go somewhere else, take that domain and do something completely different. And I would say sorry, sorry Mark,
1: I would just say that's that's still the case if you're using open source, because you can you can be using a platform like WordPress, but you've relied on a developer to buy your domain name and manage your hosting. And we would always recommend that you own those those two things as well. Like definitely you can you can fall out with anybody in this world or they can you know you get hit by a bus or you know any, anything anything like that can happen and you like those are the keys yeah. to the kingdom
0: you know and you, you, you definitely you need to own them yeah and you, you need to, so what that means and you could check this today is is your domain name registered in your company name as the owner of the domain name. Someone else might have bought it for you or done it on your behalf, but it mm-hmm. must be registered as you are the owner of that domain. Um, any, any disputes that would happen would fall in your favor if you're the owner of it. So certainly that's something yeah. to, to go out and check. You know, right now, really, if if um, well hopefully we'll carry on listen to the rest of this podcast, but um after this after this, go and check your domain name. Are you the owner of it? Do you have control on it? Can you log into the platform that it's on or the provider that the domain name is and, and make changes to it? I'm not saying you should make changes, but I'm just saying can you can you do that? Do you have the ability to do that? Is is really good. Yeah. And a must. Um so moving on, the dangers then of not owning your website, your content, mm-hmm. your code, your hosting, your domain name. What what are the dangers of those uh, not having those things?
1: Yeah, I think we've probably mentioned most of them already, but just to kind of go over them again, um, one of them is is if the platform you're on goes bust, um, that might be a problem. Just two seconds, Mark. I've got someone at my door. Yep.
0: Yeah, so if the platform goes bust, it, you could argue that's slightly unlikely, but it has happened companies... Do, do go bust and therefore what would you do if that was the case? Because at that point, the servers would be switched off. Your website would disappear. What would you do? Do you, ha- do you have a copy of that website? Can you get it back up online, et cetera, et cetera? So that's something to think about there. Yeah. Um, other dangers, and I, I think mentioned this at the start, but we, we, we had at least three calls this year with, with clients who have this problem they are using one of the website providers and their call basically started with us and said, they've put their prices up by 50%. I don't want to pay them. What do I do? I'm stuck. My website's with them. I can't get it off them. And I, and I actually, they were coming to us for obviously looking at getting something in more of the open source world. And that's happened. You know, what do you do? If you, yeah. if you don't want to pay the prices, you kind of lost your website. If you pay the prices, then, what stops them doing this again in another two years' time and you're in this vicious cycle that you can't get out of?
1: I, I just, yeah. And I, I want to say, I think one of the... I think you can see this coming to some extent because I think the pattern is aggressive growth followed by an acquisition, followed yep. by a price hike. And you see this across like technology all, like, all over, not, not just websites. Um, and I think that's the pattern... That we've seen with certain vendors in this space already and i would argue that you can see this happening with other vendors so they they basically they grow as fast as they can and they don't worry too much about how profitable things are it's just like get people on the platform yeah. undercut your competitors grow 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 and then you've got this huge user base and like pretty decent recurring like revenue stream they go and sell that to someone and the first thing they do is say okay well we want to make this as profitable as possible we're going to double the price yeah we're going to lose a few people but people are so locked into this solution anyway yeah, most cool. of them will probably stay yeah. and we'll just cash in on on what we've done so i think if you're on a, if you're on a vendor that has i don't know lots and lots and lots of other recruitment agencies on it just be a bit like be a bit mindful and it's cheap like just have a think about those two things, and are they scalable or are they sustainable in the long term? Because if they're not, the chances are at some point they're going to want to cash in on that investment they've made, and they're going to do that by, I don't know, either reducing the kind of level of quality of the service or putting the price up, or in some cases, both at the same time. So yeah, definitely, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think
0: other other dangers would, and and this is stuff we've heard so many times. We're not, we're not, Sort of making this up, if that makes sense. We've heard it from so many people who've, who've, who've contacted us. Yeah. Um, you know, poor service. What What can you do? You can't. You can't just decide to go on somewhere else because your website's with them. You know, you can't just. It's yeah. not like broadband provider where you can just say, "I've had enough of your service. I'll go with this provider," and then you do a switch and everything's rosy. Uh, you exactly. can't do that because your website's stuck with them. Um, and features. You know, if you're on one of these platforms, they offer you a variety of features some of them are excellent you know they do they do what you want them to do and that's why you've gone with them perfect but how do you get ahead of your competition if everyone is using exactly the same features so you can't develop new ideas you can't introduce new features to your website because you're on this piece of software that does x and y and that's it um, yeah. and unless unless the company that you're hosting with or that you're using introduces that feature for you you can't use it, and if they introduce it for you, then they've also introduced it for everybody else that's using that feature, that platform as well. So, therefore, you can't get a competitive advantage.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I would say integrations is a big part of that. So, like, quite often, especially like recruitment-focused website platforms, they they do they do integrate with you know the standard ATS services and job posting services. But there's definitely been cases like with clients that we've worked with that have they have very specific integration needs. Yeah. They use this particular email automation software or this particular CRM that isn't one of kind of the industry standards. Or they want to kind of, they want things to work in a very particular way um, with their like marketing automation or something. And you can do any of that with open source. You just need to find the right development team. But if you're on one of these closed platforms, it's like, it's either going to be possible or it isn't and and then what you know what do you do it's, it's i think i'd say it's probably very hard to kind of force them to do something custom just for you and if they do i don't know i don't
0: know if they ever do but if you do i'm i'm assuming you're going to be paying paying for it i've also seen <laughs> i've also seen you know some some websites and some some recruitment companies that have kind of realized that they can't do something custom using this platform so they sort of branch away into a sort of sub-website that uses something that they can do it on, and then you end up with this mishmash of all sorts of different technologies doing different things. It's really complicated. Yeah. Because we've done this because we had to do it like that to get this, and it just becomes a real mash of different things, yeah. and it's uh, not the optimum way of doing stuff like that. Um, I, I suppose, to be fair, we should say some of the good things about these proprietary systems and, and what they offer. You know, they've lots of people use them, so there must be some benefits to having those systems um what do you think they might be (laughs) cheap sometimes yeah i think cost is a big a big factor isn't it especially yeah especially upfront costs yeah so often it's sometimes it's a small lump sum to sort of get set up and started and then it's an ongoing cost which is relatively relatively cheap um yeah you know they range from like 99 quid a month to sort of Two two ninety nine a month, $299 a month, depending on on what 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 platform they have and what they offer. Yeah. Um, so the price has got to be a big factor for people to pull in. They don't need to shell out, you know, a, a sum of money up, up front, which is good. Yeah, I think
1: um, sometimes but... the designs are really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be fair to them. Like, uh, yeah, some some really really nice designs. Quite often though, you find that they're very nice homepage designs, and then once you scratch below the surface, all the pages look the Simple. same yeah. Uh, yeah so there's there's not much going on past the home page but i don't know maybe that's maybe that's okay i think when no, you I mentioned understand. at the start that um or earlier that they have a lot of features built in especially like recruitment specific ones they can't Definitely. compete unless they do job boards you know yeah. uh and things like that so it's it's not like if you're working in if you just found like a generic WordPress developer and wanted them to build a recruitment site, they probably wouldn't know too much about building a job board uh, and the intricacies of that. Um, so there, there is that sense that they've done it before uh, and the solutions are in place. Um, so I think that's good. Have you got any others?
0: Definitely, yeah. Um, obviously maintenance and yes. hosting, uh, you, you just don't need to worry about it at all. Um, it's nothing to do with your concern. It's all handled for you. Mm. Updates to the software, um, you know, you wouldn't have to handle any of those. It's automatically done for you. you. Know Very similar to sort of, I mean, we mentioned Facebook before, obviously, but, you know, you log into Facebook and it works because someone else behind the scenes is taking care of it. And it's a slightly different example you don't pay for it, but the same sort of thing. Um, so that's all handled for you, which has got to be a good thing. Yeah. Um, so there are there are benefits to it for sure. Definitely there, are. and I think just coming back to the designs, I have seen some really nice design sites, and actually not just homepages from some of the providers. They do you know provide some good good stuff. So yeah, um, there's definitely some advantages to it for sure. Um, it's not all doom and gloom, but there are no, some it's not. big issues of, with them
1: that you know. Need yeah, most that. of the issues that we've talked about are like they're not inherent issues with closed source. They're just. There are specific issues to specific companies. Like not all closed source platforms have major price hikes that seem unreasonable. Yep. Not all of them have poor service. Not all. I don't know how flexible some of them are in terms of custom development. I think that is probably one where uh, they, they will fall down more often than not over an open yeah. source provider. Yep. But um, yeah, in a lot of ways, I think it's more about the company. But then all of the stuff we've talked about with ownership still comes in so like if any of those bad things happen that we listed you're you're not in a great position i don't think um some some might be better than others so for example like you said i think some some closed platforms have export facilities content export facilities some don't like i know like i think we did a Squarespace to wordpress uh, conversion yeah. ones, and they do have an export of sorts. I don't know if we used it in the end, because the data format
0: wasn't maybe quite right. We did. We did, we did use it and it. then we had to format each post, didn't we? Oh, to sorry. make it work with WordPress, but it was a really good head start for sure. Exactly. To, to go and make it work. But I
1: do know that for example, Volcanic do not have an export facility. Yep, uh, And I just think that's, I don't know, I think that tells you a lot <laughs> about, <laughs> uh, about the platform, personally, but uh, there you go.
0: Okay, so let's finish off by uh, we've we've obviously uh, talked about open source, and we are massive fans of open source. So, uh, benefits of open source and um, why we think it is a really good option to go with. Yeah, and I think for me, the biggest benefit with open source it's got to be flexibility. Like right. you own the web, so all all those when we talked about ownership, those those four things: content, code, hosting, mm-hmm. and domain name. Uh, You don't own the hosting, but you own it in a sense. You can move it wherever you want. It's yours to do with what you want. So, um, you know, you're flexible. You can literally do what you want with it. You can move it around every week if you want. You can keep it where it is. You can change it. You can, uh, you can literally do what you want with it because it's all yours. And that's got to be one of the biggest benefits that you can come up with in terms of like getting ahead of your competition, which has got to be a good thing. So flexibility is a massive benefit for open source. Mm. Definitely. And that, that doesn't mean to say, like, you as a recruitment website owner or, or editor can do all this yourself. But there will be a n- numerous people, companies, that will be able to help you with this. So if you're using Company X and you decide that they're not up to scratch, uh, you know, the relationship breaks down, you will easily be able to move to someone else who can look after it for you because it's in an open source and everyone can see what's going on, essentially, which, is, uh, which has got to be a good benefit. Yeah. Um, What others? I think
1: think it can be very, very cost effective to go open source. And there's a number of reasons for that. One is that if you're using something, for example, like WordPress, the software itself is free. Like you could go and download WordPress from wordpress.org right now and you don't put in a credit card. You just literally download it to your machine and do whatever you want with it. So the software itself is free and that's like a huge... Like WordPress is a powerful bit of software, and it's like yeah. it's mature and it's pretty amazing. On top of that, you've got this massive ecosystem of extensions, which we call plugins. Um, and like there's, I don't know, I'm gonna guess, but there's gonna be something like seventy thousand of those on the free repo. Never mind all of the third party kind of paid premium ones as well. There's, and it just lets you do nearly Absolutely. anything you can think of. Well, what is it? Sixty thousand four hundred and sixty-three. Yeah, I thought it was around that. I Thought it was sixty-seven. Yeah. yeah. So there's. I mean, if if you want to do it with WordPress, it's, someone's probably done it before. Um, so you can maybe find a code snippet, or you can find one of these plugins, or and this is the other reason it's cost effective, is there are thousands of developed WordPress developers in the world. Uh, so if you want, you can you know you can find someone in the Philippines to do this for you if you want to kind of do some kind of price arbitrage kind of stuff where, um, you know, you find developers like not in the UK or US, you know, somewhere where the kind of the wage is a little bit less. Um, but yeah, it's basically nobody can hold you to ransom over over development because you've got to kind of price things reasonably or else someone else will. So it's like, you, like again, it's the flexibility and the options thing. So cost effectiveness. And and I haven't put this on my list, but just thinking about it, cost it, that also comes with like timescales, like savings. So yeah. this stuff is done. So for example, you install WordPress and if you're a recruiter and you're doing it yourself or you're getting a developer to do it kind of cheaply, I guess, the next thing that they could do is just install one of the job board plugins of which there are, I don't know, there's one that we use all the time, um, but there's like a handful of others that are probably just as good. And within minutes, you've got a website with a job board on it. And it hasn't cost you anything yet, you know. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> like, what else? You know, what else can you say that that gives you that kind of flexibility and and speed? So, yeah, cost effectiveness yeah, and and speed.
0: I think two big ones. And and then for me, the last sort of one is uh, new features and integrations. You know, so you're not locked down. You know, you're not. You can dive into. I'm I'm, I'm saying you. Maybe not you as the website owner, but someone that you hire, and, and we've mentioned there is loads and loads, loads of these people, can jump in, dive into the code, and start doing stuff. You know, WordPress, the possibilities with WordPress are practically infinite. You can You can literally do anything. Um, you know we, we focus a lot of our work on integrations with um, multi-posting job services um, and we've built something that works with with that. You could do something similar you know with other other platforms and things like that. It's all all available to you. So if you want to build a new feature, integrate a new service, then the options are always there for you. The answer isn't no like it perhaps would be sometimes with those proprietary softwares that you might be using. It, it might be difficult to do but it's certainly a, a, an option that you can do um, yeah. i know with um, with one of our our customers at the moment we get lots of trello cards you know you know could could we could we do this and the answer is well always yes we can do yeah. this we can always do this this the answer is yes um the question then becomes as to is it worth doing it because it's you know it's going to take this long and cost this much and therefore that might be fine or it might not be so the answer is always yes we can do it which is great stuff when you've uh, when you're using something like wordpress Yep. I think that kind of covers what we wanted to talk about in terms of owning your website. Um, don't want to scare you. <laughs> Sometimes yep. you can come away from these getting, getting like really, um, I don't know, scary about what 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 you've got and what you're using. And there are some uh, really good players out there, of course. But yep. open source using something like WordPress does have considerable benefits if if it's right for you. I think is the is the key. And it's probably worth thinking about that, but certainly worth thinking about, you know, what happens if, you know, your provider disappears, you know, price hikes, what are you going to do? Where does your content go, et cetera, et cetera. Certainly something to think about.
1: Yeah, it's just going into the situation with eyes open, I think. You know, just just realizing what the inherent, uh, I guess, benefits and risks of each of these choices are. Because like we said, there's, you know, it's it's not like everything about open source is better and, and ownership is better. It does come, you know, comes with its own uh, I don't know, problems. Is the wrong word, but uh, challenges or something. Um, yeah. But it's just about yeah, un- understanding that and kind of factoring it into your decision making. I think is the important yeah. thing.
0: Definitely, yeah. definitely. So that wraps us up for this time. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to this content, then. If you're on uh, YouTube or LinkedIn, then please consider liking this uh, video and do subscribe on YouTube and uh, follow us on LinkedIn. We have a recruitment website show page, which you can follow. Um, the plan is to start putting some of these videos out on that channel as well as quick as we possibly can, as soon as LinkedIn allow us to do that, which would be great. Yeah. Um, and we will be back next week at the same time, hopefully. We missed last week because it was half term um, and we had uh, little people running around the house. Uh, so we decided to give it a miss, but we will be back next week. If you've got any uh, suggestions for topics that you'd like to see discussed, questions that you'd like to answer about recruitment websites, then please let us know. We would love to get uh, get to them and answer your questions. But um, for now, we will say goodbye and we'll see you next week. See you soon. Bye.